Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. And today we have a very special, very special guest and her husband. Oh, they're both they're both in the ministry together. I gotta tell you about Christy Baker. Christy Baker, two years ago, while I was in my office, cold called me in my office and said, Hi, I am working at Cornerstone Campus Ministry up on the campus of USF, and I'm trying to find people to partner with me in my ministry. And I said, you're cold calling me to raise money for the mission field. I said, oh, God has obviously called you to this because that is the most difficult job in the whole world. And I said, tell me more about the ministry. Well, two years later, uh, I now have Chris, Christy and her husband, Chris, if that's not confusing enough, here in the studio to hear more about the, the Cornerstone Campus Ministry. And we're right here live on the radio today. And it's all going on at USF. She did such a fantastic job. She won my heart that day. I've referred her to hundreds, at least 100 people. And I brought her into my connection group at church. We brought her into other things. And, and I just want everybody to hear what's going on at USF. USF's our biggest campus here in Tampa. And we need to hear, find out what's going on with the students and how we as business people can partner with them. So all that said, Chris and Christy Baker, thank you so much for being on the show today. We're glad to have you here. Thank you, Jim. We appreciate the opportunity. Now, they've never been on the radio before, so those big black microphones in front of them are somewhat intimidating. But, you know, we, I got used to it, so they can. All right. So, Chris and Christy, we're going to talk about, where'd you grow up? Okay, I just gave it away. Christy, you grew up here in Seminole. Yep. You, know, you grew up just a normal kid in Seminole. Yeah, I uh, uh, 
grew up in Seminole. Uh, basically, grew up by the beach my whole life. Uh, and um, like you said a few minutes ago, just uh, my mom raised me as a as a single parent, and so uh, it was it was pretty busy um, with her working and uh, me going to school and and things like that. And so. Uh, okay, Chris. What about you? I actually grew up over in Lakeland. Okay. I'm uh, sorry to hear that, but that's okay. Yeah. Polk County. Yeah. We barely yeah. reach into Polk County, right, Mike? Barely. Okay, we just, Okay. so that's okay. I can say that. Yeah, it's all right. There's not much to do out there. In Sheriff Lakeland. Grady Judd's got his big, such a job over there. That Polk yeah, County is unbelievable. He's got his hands full, that's for sure. But I pretty much is a football player over in Lakeland. It's almost all there was to do out there besides go to Bubba's Mud Ranch, which is where you take a big old truck out there and get it stuck <laughs> in the mud. So. All right, so you guys, you know, how, tell me tell me how did God reach out to you? You know, I, I like to communicate to people that, you know, we all think we like to receive Jesus, but that's not really what it is. God is chasing after us with his love, and he's trying to, mm-hmm. he's trying to just let us know, hey, I'm here, and I love you. I want to have a relationship with you. Chris, how did God get a hold of your life? I would say the first time that God started reaching out to me was about uh, when I was 15. My father passed away of a massive heart attack and that night I just had an inclination in my heart that I knew that there was something more to life than just the physical. That says in the Bible that God puts eternity in the hearts of men and that was the first time I had that sense of eternity in my heart. Uh, So after that I went on this quest to start going to church a little more, start reading the Bible a little more to figure out who God was exactly and it wasn't until I came to USF my sophomore year that another uh, minister of the gospel reached out to me, shared the truth of who Jesus really was with me, and that actually got me going to Bible studies with Cornerstone and going to church service there, and that's where I really experienced God's love for me for the first time and really responded uh, August 31st of 2005, 2005 when I actually became a Christian and surrendered my life to the Lordship of Jesus and entered into a relationship with Him. Cool. Christy, what about you? Yeah, um, I first really started to hear about the gospel uh, during middle school time. I started going to a local church in the area, and I really just It's started, okay to plug them. What was that local church? Uh, church by the Sea. Okay. <laughs> Literally by the Sea. <laughs> and so uh, really there, I just uh, really started to feel the love and just of the Lord. And um, as I got older... Uh, I sort of just fell away, became more involved just in what the world had to offer. Uh, but I knew the truth, and I knew uh, that I, if I was going to really uh, live my life for Christ, that I needed to to do that and get involved in a church. And and so, uh, sure enough, uh, I ended up meeting actually a campus minister on the staff of Cornerstone during my freshman year, and I started doing a Bible study, and that's really. Uh, the point in my life that repentance really took place and I really understood what repentance meant and really started following after the Lord and uh, really hearing and obeying according to His Word and having that foundation of the Word laid into my life. So you're both saying that you went, you had to go to USF in order to really find out about who Jesus is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Okay, so you you got you both got hooked up with Cornerstone Campus Ministry, which is part of Cornerstone. It's not Cornerstone. What is it? Cornerstone what church? Cornerstone Christian Church. Cornerstone Christian <laughs> Church, uh, and and it changed your life. You guys were both were you both getting individually discipled then by somebody there on campus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a, a young minister. A young male was reaching out to me and uh, just sitting down every week with me after my classes and just teaching me the Bible and teaching me principles from the Bible. And, and it's basically sewing into my life. And 
Well, okay, and, and then we're going to start talking a little bit about the love story before we go to break. Okay, so you're a few years ahead of Christy. Yes. <laughs> okay, yes, Chris. Right. All right, so Chris, you, you were graduating when she was coming on campus? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, you you were a senior, she was a freshman? Yep, exactly. I stayed in There's something semester. inherently wrong with that, isn't there? <laughs> I hope not. Okay, all right. <laughs> Okay, so when but you when you were graduating, are you guys so you guys met during that first that first year on campus? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you were just friends, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we just see each other at church, and she was just basically some other girl, <laughs> any other girl that I would see throughout the week at church or uh, at other events like Christmas parties or small group covenant group parties. All right. So d- does Cornerstone do a lot of that kind of activity in order to draw people together? Yeah, we do uh, a few fellowship events, and we have, uh, obviously, the individual Bible studies as well. Cool. Okay. you, Chris, you're a senior. Chris, you come in as a freshman. You guys sort of see each other from the, uh, from the outskirts. How does, how does all the magic happen? Well, from there, we just really began to develop a friendship with one another. We realized we had a lot of the same things in common. In fact, we'd run together about twice a week <laughs> early in the morning, Mondays and Wednesdays, and just realized that uh, we both had a lot in common. Uh, we began to draw closer as friends, and throughout that relationship, the Lord just really put a love uh, for Christy in my heart. And, you know, at first I was struggling with this for a little bit. I was wrestling. I'm like, are you, are you sure, God? Or is she the one? You know, I don't want to blow this. You know, it's a pretty big deal, God. It's and a so, pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I got some good counsel. Uh, I went to the pastors of our church and told them what I thought the Lord was speaking to me about Christy. And uh, they encouraged me with, you know, continuing to wait for her and to pray for her. And, you know, eventually the God would bring it about in his timing and not to try to rush things uh, on my own strength or by my own doing. And so about a little over a year ago, we started courting, started dating. Um, and then you know, I proposed to Christy on March 25th, and she said yes. Mm-hmm. You act surprised. <laughs> I'm just excited. All right, so, so Christy, for you, you know, how he's got all this stuff going on in the back of his mind. How did, I mean, how soon into that whole friendship running together thing did you know that Chris was the one for you? Um, well, I, I had seen Chris a few times, just like how he had said, just around church and like at fellowship events. And I really just admired uh, just the man that he was, that God had uh, created him to be and just uh, how the character that he walked in and just I I always had a sense when he would plan a lot of fellowship events or we would do stuff as a group together that everything was going to be taken care of. I always felt really secure and safe and so uh, the Lord really just started to develop that in my heart and then I think around the time uh, he had started running with the running group. that we had just sort of formed. Um, so the two of you wanted to run together, so you formed a group? Well, it was... <laughs> okay, all right. The group, was, the group was already stuff. going. Uh, okay. yeah. uh, I just right. happened to join the group. <laughs> Randomly. <laughs> I wasn't a runner at all. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. Okay, yeah. all right. So you guys both have a heart for ministry. Both were reached mm-hmm. out to because of what was going on from Cornerstone mm-hmm. Campus Ministry. Mm-hmm. You both got involved there. You end up starting to date. You both are in this ministry now full time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you're both doing the same, and you both, Chris, did you have to raise money just like Christy did the hard way, cold calling people? I sure did. 
good. So yeah. you both have gone through the most grueling process <laughs> known to man uh, of trying to raise money to support each other, uh, to support yourself while you're. Mm-hmm. So you you have to beg people for money so that you can go volunteer all your time on a on a college campus with kids who really have never heard about Jesus for the most part, except as a swear word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So pretty well. well. That's cool. So so what called you to campus ministry? Um, well, for me, really, just uh, the Lord just put a burden in my heart to see uh, just that next generation to be lifted up. And during, I mean, during that time period when you're in, you know, you're first going out on your own to co- to college and really making a lot of decisions and really seeing that foundation of when you're, you know, stepping out on your own to really be laid in the right thing, not in your own will, but in what the Lord's calling you to do. And so really reaching out to students at that time. And, you know, it's one of the first times you can really make decisions for yourself. You know, a lot of the things that either the morals or ethics that you were raised up on are being tested. Okay. What about you? Why? Why campus ministry, Chris? Yeah, for me, well, after I gave my life to Jesus, I just went and told all my peers, everyone around (laughs) me, I was trying to reach out like crazy, Mm -hmm. telling them how the Lord just transformed my life Mm -hmm. completely. So I had that passion just to share Jesus with everyone else around me. Uh, And then I just, last I was praying one day, the Lord just really spoke to my heart Mm -hmm. and saying, you know, lift up your eyes, Chris. You know, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. You know, and I just really felt that the Lord was calling me to be one of his workers out there on the college campus. And like Chrissy was saying, all the college students are are ripe for the harvest to hear the gospel. They're out there on their own, making their own decisions, what they're going to believe, what they're going to do with their lives. And they're looking for truth and they're not finding it in the classroom. Yeah, exactly. And, and they've exactly. experimented with lots of things that have left them empty. So they're, mm-hmm. they're really open to truth. I mean, it's, it's amazing. So was there any question that you would do campus ministry in any other campus but USF? No question. No, my heart is really close to USF. I mean, it's the college that I graduated from. You know, I'm really familiar with school there and uh, different things that go on on the campus. So definitely have a heart for USF and really believe that that's a key uh, college here in Florida. And I see how it impacts the whole Tampa Bay area. And then also how these are going to be the future leaders of Mm -hmm. the businesses around here, future politicians, future uh, world leaders that are going to go out and be an impact. Awesome. We got the next Tampa mayor getting raised up right now at USF. That's cool. Maybe the next president. All right. So what is the purpose of Cornerstone Campus Ministry? Christy, why don't you start off? Yeah, well, the purpose is obviously to reach college students during a very crucial time in their lives where, you know, they are laying a foundation of how they're going to raise their family, how they're going to be in the workforce, what moral and ethics they're going to, you know, really stand upon and seeing, seeing that. Uh, really go forth and then be able to pursue like uh, what they've been called to do by the Lord or what, what their purpose is in life. Okay, Chris? Mm-hmm. And to go along with what Chrissy was saying, you know, she was talking about evangelizing the lost. Mm-hmm. And the other part of that is discipling those that we went to the Lord and really getting that foundation laid in their lives where they can uh, learn to be a mature Christian man and a mm-hmm. mature Christian woman and be a witness uh, to their families to those around them, to those in the workforce. 
All right, so how do you spend your days? Chris, how do you start your, I mean, how are you spending your days on the campus? Uh, that's an interesting question. I guess it would have to depend on which day exactly. <laughs> Every day is different out there on the college mm-hmm. campus. In the past, Christy and I have been out on the campus full-time uh, from morning till night, meeting students, sharing the gospel with them, setting up Bible studies, meeting with students in those Bible studies, just bringing the Word of God to their lives. Uh, more recently, uh, we've transitioned a little more behind the scenes of the ministry and helped out a lot more in the administrative side of things, uh, making sure that everything is in order, that we have enough Bible study materials, enough Bibles, uh, making sure that the staff is well equipped, as well as uh, handling and processing a lot mm-hmm. of the contributions that come into the ministry and to the ministers and making sure that's all taken care of. Well, I mean, what do you find is when, when you're spending your days and you're spending mm-hmm. them with with kids, I mean, it's not all kids. I mean, young people. <laughs> uh, so it's not. Well, they're all. You're all kids. That's for sure. But uh, when you're you're spending your time, so you're doing individual discipleship. Are you doing group Bible studies? Um, not really so much on a large scale with groups. Um, more often, we'll bring another student with uh, from our ministry or from our church with us to accompany with uh, accompany us on the Bible study, just to kind of teach them how to lead a Bible study. It's constant discipleship is everything that we do. Mm-hmm. And so we'll, in, the, in that sense, it'll be a group Bible study, but more often than not, it's one-on-one on a personal basis. Because as you may know, everyone at any given time is in a different relationship with the Lord. They're in a different place in their relationship. Mm-hmm. So being able to cater that Bible study to where that one person is at at that time, it's really helpful to them. Christy, what about with the girls? Yeah, it's pretty much the same sort of uh, format. I'll, you know, we bring another girl along uh, most of the times, and uh, we'll have a Bible study with a student. And it's in that in that secure sort of more smaller group uh, that we're really able to, you know, reach out. I'm really able to reach out to a young woman because I know for me, I'm not always the kind of person to be the first one to say something when there's, you know, 20 other people around but when you're there one-on-one you know you there's there's feed there's constant communication and there has to be feedback taking place how many different girls are you working with at any one point in time i mean at the end of the year last year when you were had worked all year long to work how many girls were you working with um let's see it it varies uh it can vary pretty much any any semester so the semesters are so different but um, I would say around, I think, 10 to 15, 10, probably more closer to 10 girls. Uh, I was really working close, more closer, like really with uh, three girls, really focusing and getting in there and meeting with them almost every week and really seeing the Lord really work really, really strong in their lives. And so... Chris, what about you? How many guys can you work with at one time? Uh, like Chris, you said, every semester is different. And what we found in the fall is more of the gathering phase where mm-hmm. we start off with a lot more people that we'll reach out to. So beginning with the fall, I'd say about 70 guys I would call you know, each week mm-hmm. to try to set up a Bible study to invite to church. And then as the semester draws out, that number slowly trims down to about 20 to 40 is about what's manageable each week to call and to contact and try to build a relationship with. 
Sure. Now, you may be wondering, listeners, why are we talking to a USF campus ministers? I'll tell you, have you ever thought about the great way to get a referral for your future workforce? We're talking with a ministry that really is discipling quality young men and women that can be referred to your business. So we're talking with Chris and Christy Baker from Cornerstone Campus Ministry on the campus of USF. And we heard at the beginning of the show a little bit about their romance and how God drew them together through this ministry, both of them as they gave their lives to received Christ in college and then as they uh, learned to minister together and they just got married on July 22nd and so they're still very much newlyweds they're still smiling at each other it's very very nice yes uh, and we were talking about what, what are they doing in the ministry how many kids are working with and, and so I want to get into a little bit more detail and, and I had Christy un- unbelievably enough I had to have her leave the studio during the half hour break <laughs> and call her mom to let her know she was on the radio I couldn't I couldn't believe it so anyway so so uh, welcome. I hope that she's listening and uh, we'll just, you know, I hope all your friends are listening. Okay. I said before the break, I, I said, business people that are listening to the show today, why are we talking with ministers on the campus of USF? And here's why. This is a ministry I want you to connect with that I want you to support because they are discipling the future leaders of your business. Mm-hmm. They are discipling the, the, the young people that can come into your business and be Christ in your business alongside of you. That's why I've got them on here. They're impacting the future. As Chris said, they're raising up right now future international leaders and potentially the next president of the United States. And wouldn't wouldn't that be awesome if the next president of the United States recognized Jesus Christ as the Lord of the universe? That would be awesome. Okay, but not enough politics for today. We've got to move on. All right. So, Christy, you're discipling young women in college. What are the biggest sin struggles these kids are dealing with? What are the biggest mind things are they having to deal with yeah um you know a lot of it is just relationships Uh, a lot of young women just really seeking after and wanting acceptance and that comes down to either with uh, a young man or through friendships as well and then on the other um sort of spectrum is independence there's just so much independence out there and really just seeing that you know it comes down to Dependence, dependence. Them saying, you know, I can't do this on my, on my, by myself or on my own. I need to depend on the Lord, mm-hmm. and He's the one who's going to provide for me during this time. And really, you know, from there, coming forth and being able to really establish those morals and ethics in their life. Are you saying they're struggling with their relationships? Or I mean, it's better instead of me loading the question. Are, <laughs> why are they struggling so much with relationships? Do you know why? Um, acceptance. Wanting acceptance in the wrong place. They want, you know, a lot of young women want acceptance and are looking for for love and in these relationships. And, you know, love isn't just a feeling or an emotion. It's obedience. And that's what Christ calls us to. You know, one of the, the uh, he calls us, calls that love. He wants that love and he's seeking after it from, from them. And so and it's great just to be able to go out on the campus and share that with so many young girls. Well, and they're not getting, most of them are not seeing that at home. No. <laughs> most of them. I mean, how many of the kids that you guys are discipling are growing up in homes with both mom and dad at home, still married, original marriage? That's very rare. Like, I mean, give me yeah. a percentage. Oh, goodness. Well, 5% maybe? Yeah, I, it, it, yeah it's, a, it's a low percent, and it seems like every semester it just gets lower and lower, or the, they come, like, students just come from a, you know, 
broken or not so typical, I guess. Of what it, well, this is not typical. typical. They're coming from a typical family yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah, a, that's, that's a sad deal. That's another, that's another show for another day, which we've <laughs> talked about it before. But well, Christians... We need to stay married. It, every marriage is fixable if both husband and wife are willing to work on it. So mm-hmm. just start working on it. Okay. <laughs> Chris, you're discipling young men in college. What are some of the sin struggles they're dealing with? I'd say uh, pretty similar to what females are struggling with. One is relationships, um, not wanting to separate in, separate themselves from their friends or from people that they've grown up with. Um, you know, it says in the Bible that friendship with the world is hostility towards God. And so a lot of them are still connected with friends who aren't serving the Lord. And to have them break up that relationship, it's a struggle for them, honestly. Um, and then the other area I would say is their careers. You know, guys, mm-hmm. a lot of guys are really driven and go to college for a specific purpose. They have this whole life planned out, what they're going to do. And they don't want anything else to interfere with that. They don't want God putting their finger on what they're doing. And so similar to what Chrissy was saying, they want to be independent. They want to have their lives in control. They want to call the shots in their lives. Are both the young men and women struggling with God's view of sex? I would definitely say so. Yeah. 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 That, that's something that I mean. We see a lot of people in their thirties, forties, and fifties mm-hmm. are are struggling with God's view of sex, and they're learning on the college campus. That all started in the sixties. Mm-hmm. It was just, hey, you know what, God, we don't really like your way anymore. We're going to do it our way. And how's that working for us so far? You know, back then we had eighty or ninety percent of families stayed married, and today we have. You know, you guys are struggling with finding kids that are in a, a solid home. Five yeah. percent. That's a, that's an incredibly low number. How is your ministry affecting families? It's a really good question. Um, I would say it's pretty interesting. Every uh, semester, every year that the students go right before they go back home for a break, for winter, for um, for summer, we encourage the students to go home and to serve their families, to actually do the laundry, to clean the dishes, to not slit, sit around and be slothful, but to be an example of Christ to their families. And they make a tremendous impact on their families. Because the families have known, you know, these kids. I mean, they're their sons or their daughters their entire lives, and to see them actually change, they realize there's something there that actually changed them, and that was Jesus, and that makes a profound impact on the parents. In fact, there's several students who are able to lead their parents to Christ mm-hmm. because of their witness. Christy, you got an example? Yeah, um, there's. It's, it's great because the church has been there for about almost eight years now and, and along with the ministry. And so now we have testimonies of students who have graduated or who are seniors who go home each and every year. And they're able to witness to their sisters, their brothers and their parents. And there's one woman, a young one, young one young lady that I think of particularly, Audra, and she had for years been praying for her sister, praying for believe in the Lord was really going to do something in her heart and really just convict her where she was at. And her sister ended up coming to USF and getting saved. And then soon after that, her father got saved. And it was just, you know, it was just a miracle. It was only the Lord could have changed so many things in her family and just seeing where her family was to what it is now. It's it's just a miracle. How has uh, this ministry affected your greater families? I would say that uh, it's given more opportunities for me to share with my brother and sister, uh, first of all, how I'm living my life, uh, to show them that 
I am passionate for Jesus because mm-hmm. both of them have kind of grown cold in their relationship with the Lord. They fall into the routine that they think that they're pretty good people. You know, they do good things, but their hearts are far from the Lord, unfortunately. And so by them seeing my relationship with God has, you know, opened up the, a couple opportunities for me to share the gospel with them and why I'm doing what I'm doing. What do you, uh, Christy, what do you see is the biggest opposition to your ministry? Um, the biggest opposition, I think just being on a, on a public university campus where there's tons of viewpoints and um, everybody's ideas of what's right and wrong. And so I think, I think just that being one of the main ones. And I mean, there's no class that I'm aware of uh, at USF that teaches the true, true word of God as the truth. And so I think that right there being one of the major ones. But have you had conflicts with administrators or teachers or anything like that? Um, a little bit more so towards the uh, the beginning uh, when we were starting out our ministry, uh, obviously trying to get a church to meet on a college <laughs> campus was a struggle. They had us jump through a number of hoops. Uh, but over the years, you know, we've been faithful. Uh, we've been kind to them and just been a blessing to them. We've got in favor, tremendous favor with mm-hmm. them. And now we've raised up leaders who are working in the Marshall Center, which is the student center there on campus, and they see uh, the kind of employees that we generate for them. And mm. there's uh, you know other leaders yeah. who... So say that again. They see what? <laughs> they see the kind of workers, the employees that we've raised up in our church who are now you know uh, working for this university and making a great impact. They're some of the best workers they have best work ethic, best attitudes. It's the light of Christ is shining through mm-hmm. these students. Mm, that's awesome. Okay, yeah. so you, you, so the student, the administration's not really causing you trouble. I noticed when I was looking up your ministry and that in order to be on the, you know, one of your links on the USF website, you have to be with every other religious organization <laughs> that's out there. Yeah. So you're ranked right up there with the Baha'i faith and all those other ones. You've got, you're, you're there listed with everybody else. Yeah. yeah. How, do you get any traction off of their website? Do people ever click and say, hey, I saw you on the USF website? <laughs> uh couple of people per semester. I wouldn't say it's uh, too common a thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I thought that was really interesting. I know exactly why, because they can't, they can't be prejudiced. They don't want to offend uh-huh. anybody. they got to right. show everybody. You guys are supporting yourself. You both had raised your support on your own. Mm-hmm. And of course, now that you're married and doing this together, your support is more than fulfilled, right? Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> quite say that. No. Are you saying it's more expensive <laughs> being married to Christy than it was being on your own? Yes. <laughs> wow. Christy, how do you feel about that? Maybe it's him that's spending more money, isn't it? No. It, it you know, takes a lot to run a house and, and uh, now what's what, you know, they are in need of some money for remodeling their bathroom because it was decorated in some sort of a kung fu karate method with yep. panther rugs and they right. and Christy is just not real impressed with it. So yeah, the bachelor tastic. Very good. Okay, all right, all right, enough of that. Okay. All right. You guys are supporting yourself. I actually you're not. You're getting supported by hundreds of other people. You had to raise your own money by asking people like me for support. What kind of what are your needs right now? Uh, right now, we are about $605 every month uh, short of what we would like to be at, what we need to be at. Um, okay. All right. So how do you how do you figure out plugging that in? Uh, well, Christy just gave me this blank look like, I don't know how to answer that question. I can't hear it. <laughs> All right. So how are you going to raise this money? Oh. Uh, 
bottom line is mm-hmm. by faith. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> by contacting some of uh, some of the people that we've known in the past, some of the partners, some people who've been praying for us and telling them our needs and let our needs be known to them uh, and seeing if we can get some support from them. If not, going back to the phone book and believing God to contact other Christians on the end of the line who'd have a heart for this ministry and would want to sew into it. So really a very good person to hook you up with would be a business person who's looking for future employees that they can train up that you already have started discipling. Mm -hmm. That'd be a great person to hook up with you. That'd be a perfect person. (laughs) Yes. Yes. All right. So so we're reaching out to all of you business owners that are out there that people that hire, maybe you're a manager, maybe you're an owner, but that you like to hire students right out of USF. How about hiring them already discipled, beginning in their Mm -hmm. discipleship in Christ, and you can be in contact direct with Chris and Christy about that. That'd be cool. All right. So what are other ways that business people can get involved in your ministry? Well, every month we send out a newsletter mm-hmm. uh, and the newsletter has prayer requests. So one way is obviously be praying for the students, be praying for us. Um, but like you mentioned, the main way would be to partner with us financially. You know, I know a lot of people have a heart to be in the mission field, to reach out mm-hmm. and to share the gospel of Jesus, but the Lord has them in a certain business, a certain vocation. You know, they're just not actually able to go out there and be in the mission field full time. So by partnering, you know, they can actually feel like they're a part of the Great Commission, of going out there and making disciples besides being a light where they are in their business and reaching people that they're able to reach, but sowing out and being a sender, being able mm-hmm. to send us out there to reach the future leaders of this nation. Well, maybe what you ought to do is a career day or a, a I, I, you know, because really, if you guys just start putting out solid Christian discipled young people out of that campus, <laughs> people are going to be begging for to hire those kids. So you might have to have a, let me show off my business day and the students <laughs> just sit there and go, yeah, I like that guy. I'll go there. Because I mean, that's pretty powerful. I mean, it's pretty powerful. Um, do you guys ever refer people out to Christian business people for internships or anything like that? Uh, there were a couple of students uh, who graduated who worked with uh, partners of our ministry, mm-hmm. people who have been financial partners with our ministry, and you know we have a good relationship with them. All right. So that's something that's possible. And we're talking all different kinds of ways to expand your ministry and yeah. ways to raise your funds. All right. So you're only 600 bucks away. That seems like a big number to you guys, but to God, that is like nothing. Yeah. So if you're looking to partner up with a ministry that's making an impact right here in Tampa Bay on the campus of USF, you need to get a hold of Chris and Christy. And their email address is super easy. And again, I'll post this on Facebook tonight and on my blog on the iWorkForHim.com website. It's just cccbaker at gmail.com cccbaker at gmail.com that's really it's got a good ring to it you make a song about that <laughs> cccbaker at gmail.com alright any last words you want to get out to the audience uh, thanks for listening yeah. Yeah. thanks for having us Jen yeah. it was, it's been a blast and can't wait for the next two years and the years after that and so yeah we're, we're, we're working right now we we're talking between the breaks we're working on an on location maybe on USF campus or maybe at Cornerstone Campus Ministries lo- uh, the church the Cornerstone Christian Church doing an on location bringing the students there and doing this again maybe over the winter time that'd be when it's cool we can be outside <laughs> yeah. that would be that, that would be a great thing especially the cool part I can't hardly wait 
All right. Thank you, Chris and Christy, for being on the show today. It was a lot of fun. We really appreciate you being here. Yes, thank you. All right. That's cool. A final word about my advertisers. As part of my job with Platinum, I reach out to small business owners all over Tampa Bay. My clients often ask me for referrals. Those are to people. Those are to quality vendors. That's who my sponsors are, people I trust, people you can trust. Look for the links to their company websites listed on our websites, WTIS1110.com and IWorkForHim.com. On the IWorkForHim website, you'll also find all kinds of great resources, including the show and guest schedule, along with the recommended books. All right, please take time to like me on Facebook. Just search for I Work For Him. That's right, Chris and Christy, I'll be looking for that invitation tonight. <laughs> Thanks to Mike Miracle for running the controls and keeping me on time. You've been listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. I own my own business, but I'm also an employee. I don't know about you, Tampa Bay and around the country, but I work for him. I've had a long day, I just wanna relax. Don't have time for my friends, no time to chit chat. Problems at my job, wondering what to do.